Welcome all. This is our first episode of the podcast. And I think it's best if we introduce ourselves in the beginning. Sounds good. So my name is Nicola. Uh, and I started playing basketball when I was little. I don't know if it was like nine years old, 10 years old, something like that. And at some point I had to stop playing basketball, decided to go into studying. And yeah, what about you? When was your when was the first time that you encountered with basketball? First of all, nice to meet you all. My name is Kalyan. Um and I started playing basketball at a really young age, something like ten ten years old. And I played for for a bunch of clubs and then due to some injuries and as you already mentioned some studies I decided to go away from it but never stopped watching. And that's why we're here. Yeah, and I think it's good to mention why we're doing this podcast together. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is probably the center of our friendship. It started in high school playing basketball together. Yeah. And we've never stopped talking about basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we were just joking with him that if we take away basketball, there's not much of a friendship left there. Yeah, but that's just a joke, of course. Of and, course. Uh, yeah, we wanted to create this podcast in order to talk about everything and anything surrounding the NBA. And we hope you all enjoy it. Yeah. So, let's start with the basics. Which is your favorite team? Okay. It's a, a nice time to say that. This year, uh, I'm, a Cl- I'm a Clippers fan. I've been a Clippers fan since the Lob City era. Because that's when I started watching the NBA. I was just fascinated, f- fascinated by the Clippers' way of playing. And I've been a fan ever since. What about you? Uh, my favorite team this season, and I always admired that team, was the Lakers. But since last season when LeBron James joined the the Laker Nation, I became an even bigger fan of that club. And because that was my favorite player growing up, and I used to stay up late just to watch him, when even when the Clemons were quite quite bad okay okay all right well that's a, that's a great segue into the favorite player team so do you want to expand on that a bit uh lebron james you're saying yeah what 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 is the topic that you got there uh well for me my favorite player of all time would be kevin Garnett. uh who watching him was just the passion the the drive he had was amazing of course, he's retired, and I'm I'm currently in search for my next favorite player. But there's there's quite a few that I'm that I'm liking at this point this season and for the past seasons. And one of them I want to highlight for sure is Dame Damian Lillard. Lillard. <laughs> Dame uh, Dalla. Dame Dalla, man, he was he's playing great. I think his his passion is great, his mentality is great, and his overall personality fits me really well. All right, I have a question for you on that topic. Tell me. So, do you think that they should break it off at Portland and start from scratch? Or there is something to that team? To be honest, I believe that at this day and age, there's, there is not a chance that the Damian Lillard saga is going to end up with a happy ending and a championship for the Trailblazers. I just don't see it in the cards. Uh, but that being said, I really like the whole culture that Damian Lillard has has created in in the Trailblazers 
and it will be a shame to see him gone this offseason. So if if they're if they're pursuing a championship, they might have to blow it up, but in my opinion, the just everything is great and they they get the they get the tickets, they get the views and those are all brought by Dame for sure. What do you think about it? No, I I completely agree with uh the coach aspect that you're mentioning, but for me this team has no chance of winning anything anytime soon in the current state. I love CJ McCollum as a player. I think he brings great value and he's one of the type of players that bring a lot of would bring a lot of value to any team. If you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, he he's consistent. But I think that they should definitely break it up and just pursue a <clears throat> second second player that it's like top ranked player. Oh, so do you you mean keep Lillard and pursue another player? Oh, so you mean yeah, you mean switch switch. CJ. Yeah, I I I think CJ McCollum and they also have great assets. I think um, Hassan Whiteside. Rejuvenated himself in the in the Trailblazers. He's been playing well. Yeah, he's been playing really well. Uh, he is for sure one of the best defensive players this season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And especially he, on the block. Especially, yeah, of course, on the block, and um, I think he he brings points, rebounds that are crucial for for the Trailblazers, especially now when Damo's out and when. Other players uh, got injured. Yeah. So, but but I think that they have the assets in order to bring another superstar ranked player. Okay. Um. Uh, I pulled up some stats here for you guys, uh, just so you know. Uh, he's averaging sixteen points and fourteen rebounds. So that's a that's a pretty good stat. That's a double double machine right there. It is, and it, and really. He's really like Andre Drum- Drummond type of player in Detroit. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I like that comparison. Yeah. <clears throat> well, do you want to go on some of the topics that we've pre- prepared earlier? Sure, the, go ahead. Podcast? So just so you guys know, uh, there's some topics that we've prepared and uh, the other person doesn't know uh, the themes that we want to talk about. Some of them we've already discussed a bunch. So... If I may, I'll start with my first one. Go ahead. And it's kind of a weird question, but it's regarding the MVP race. All right. You all know Giannis, front runner, and a clear second, your guy, LeBron James. I really like LeBron James. I wanna I wanna let that be known. And my question is, do you think that there's still any uh valuable argument to why LeBron should win the MVP over Giannis, or is it just nail-biting at this point, just cherry-picking? You know, for for me, for me, yeah, Giannis for sure is the front-runner. Like, there are, his stats are amazing. The The way that the Bucks look this year, they, they look fantastic. They have the best record now in the league. Yeah. Um, and... I just see him as this year's MVP, of course, but I I believe that there's still some arguments for LeBron James being the MVP. If you would have asked me a month ago, I would have said that LeBron was not even the second contender for the MVP vote. Would you call him a third? Yeah, a month ago. 
Okay. But guessing, I'm guessing Harden is second. Harden, Harden up, up until last month was a second based on stat, based on stats. Um, just because you know me, I love st- stats. I love this aspect of the game. Um, Do you like? Uh, let me interrupt for a second. Do you like advanced stats though? I I do I do and that's why Harden is no longer my second option for second in the MVP uh, race and I I don't I don't even know if he's in top five now because for the past month Ooh. he he hasn't been that good at all and that's a take. That's and a take. last last evening last night's game it was it was terrible for him like he he had a quadruple double for. <laughs> But he, he had ten turnovers. Yeah, yeah. He, he was two of eleven from the three point line. Yeah, like I don't, I don't see how his style of playing would bring any success to the to the Houston Rockets. Ooh, okay, okay. So you think that the the Rockets are not a not a dark horse in the West? Oh no, for sure no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even consider them going to the to the conference finals. Semifinals. It really depends. In the West, in the, in the West, it's really difficult to to come up with a clear dark horse contender mm-hmm. apart from the two LA teams. Like yeah. for for me, they're for sure. But you wouldn't consider them dark horse. No, no, no. Of course, of course. That's what I was about to say. Like I would even consider them dark horse teams. But to to go back to your uh, LeBron James question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I I think he of course with all the new additions of the team compared to last season, he he has an um, compared to last season, he's amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. Last year there was he was playing with young guys, an injury, his first injury that major first major first injury. major injury yeah. that for some players those type of injuries are not even major injuries. Mm-hmm. For for him missing 20 plus games was Wow, yeah, that was, was that was a new. It was uh, a new one, and you saw during that stretch that before he got injured, they were four seed. Mm-hmm. They were four seed with a starting lineup that none of the other guys was older than twenty seven years old. I mean, never mind the injury; he still kept amazing stats during the whole season. He he certainly did, and on, with on the, some great efficiency as well. Not not just a great player on a bad team. Stat. I I think that's I think that's his best. I think that's his best thing. Like that's that's his best asset, efficiency, mm-hmm. because throughout <laughs> except, except except the free throw line, <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. But I'm not Shannon Sharp. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to prove wrong. Yeah. But um, I I really believe that this season he's been the force behind that team, and every single thing that he did was the right thing. Because I don't I don't believe that Anthony Davis is a leader of the team and is ready to be the leader of the team. I like what LeBron is doing mm-hmm. um, with regards to Anthony Davis saying out, out to the public that he is the leader of the team and he has the keys to the kingdom and all these type of things. But yeah. we all know that actually LeBron James is the one that it's... Yeah, he's always been a, a person to elevate other people's morale, exactly. right? Exactly, and... And that's what I love about him. This season, he has been amazing. Yeah. He has been efficient. Mm-hmm. He has started playing defense. 
the last time the last time that we started that we witnessed him playing that type of defense was more than five seasons ago yeah that was that was a, that was a first in quite a bit in yeah. quite a bit and, yeah and he's been doing a great job he's not load management load managing because you know i i hate load management i mm-hmm. believe that this is just terrible for the game um and last night watching him battle Giannis, Giannis like Ooh. two nights ago and he got the better of him he, yeah, I think he, he was did. he was the better man that evening yeah and quite honestly if and I hope we're gonna witness that final Lakers versus Bucks I'm not even sure that this that this is gonna go to game seven I think it's gonna be done in game five okay Game five, nice. Yeah. A four to one win for LeBron. Yeah, okay. because it all the Lakers need is one steal in Milwaukee, and I believe that just LeBron has so much more experience and he's so much better. But to your back to your question, I think Giannis is the clear MVP of the season. But still, there there are some arguments for LeBron as well. We'll okay. see. We'll see. We'll and see tonight. What about what about the whole? Giannis is going to be the the next, the second, the only second unanimous MVP ever. Till now, of course, till in history. I, I What's I that take? I don't understand it. I, 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 because, you know, I, I may sound a lot biased, and I am, quite frankly. But there was a season back in 2012 when LeBron was... Oh, don't get me started on that one. That's a, that's close to my heart, man. Like, he should have been. He should have been the first unanimous MVP. Yeah, back then, and like, he should have won the Defensive Player of the Year, in my opinion. He, yeah, I think, I think he should have. He, yeah, I, I, I have nothing more to say about this. I think LeBron should have been the twenty twelve unanimous MVP, but it is what it is. I think it Giannis, was just one vote, right? One vote for yeah. Melo. Yeah, one vote for Melo, oh, and it was the what's your what's your face uh, the the girl that's uh, on. On TNT with, um, um, I don't recall. I I honestly don't recall. Okay. But but I believe that Giannis, he, the way he's playing. I, did did you witness the saga between the the, the um, the battle between James Harden and Giannis? One saying, "Yeah, it's all started in the All Star Weekend." I love and the, the response as well. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, and the response from James Harden. Yeah, because I I think there is something to it. I think there's something to it because he has God-given athleticism. Well, let's not get into that because no, but if we're on. speaking about LeBron. No, 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 of course, of course, <laughs> but we're not talking about LeBron. We're talking about the numbers that Giannis is putting up because yes, LeBron has he's so athletic unlike any other athlete that we've seen in any other American sport in my opinion. Yeah. Because I follow a lot of NFL about Tom Brady. Right? Yeah, no, Tom. No, yeah, but he's not athletic. He's he's smart. He's not athletic. But um Giannis with his height and with 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 the pace that he's playing at and everything everything that we have to put into consideration, those are just and his talent, those are normal numbers for for player like with that physique and that level of yeah, I mean, there's something to it. I agree that there's something to so, it. I so, mean, he's basically playing the point the point guard 
being seven foot. <laughs> and, and, he, and he's playing it not because he's skilled, because his handling is not that good. I mean, it's good for, it, for a person that's all. No, no. Yes, it is. But he relies more on his power, like pure strength, rather than his skill. Yeah. So, for me, yeah, he should be MVP. He should be anonymous MVP. But I don't, I don't think that skill is what we're... I don't think that we're rewarding him purely on skill, but rather because of his physique. And it's not something that a player chooses to be or not to be, you know? Well, it's a mix. It's a mix for, for me. It's, a, it's, it's clearly a mix because he's God-given for sure. But you have to give it to him. Uh, his, his footwork, his finishing around the rim is amazing. And on top of that, he's been working on that jump shot. And you can see that clearly. Not, not only the percentages are up, his attempts are skyrocketing. And I admire that. I admire his mentality of, I cannot learn if I don't shoot. So he's attempting five, point, five threes a game, almost six threes a game. And I admire that. And he's making two. That's good to me. No, no, I, I, I completely agree with you. The mentality that he has this season, like, what was that game? I don't, I don't remember that game, but in the same game, he shot an air ball free throw, an air ball three-pointer, and then he made the next two. Yeah. So, so you know, it's, it's, about, it's about the mentality that I admire him, his physique, of course, and I'm not saying that he doesn't have any skills. Of course he does, but he relies more on his strength and the fact that he he's basically if if you don't get him like really close if he if you allow him to go down the lane you're done there yeah. is there is no way of defending that yeah i agree he's dominant man he's way dominant <laughs> he is he is all right i want to i want to introduce you to my topic okay so i'm intrigued um you know, I I really appreciate players contributing to a team. Mm-hmm. Not I, I appreciate players that play know their role and they stick to it. Yeah. They're not they don't want the ball too too often. They don't go out of their way to do things that they were not they're not supposed to. Okay. So I wanna introduce this uh segment to our podcast, which is gonna be our starting five of dark horse players like role players or players that go under the radar and people don't talk about them that much they don't get that much exposure so do you have some someone in mind yeah i think i can come up with some all right start with with the point guard yeah okay my point guard would be jordan clarkson all right i believe i believe this guy has made all the difference when it comes to the utah jaws after he joined, they've been playing great basketball. And as you already mentioned, this guy knows his role. He knows he's getting at most 18 to 20 minutes a game. And he's killing it in these 20 minutes. What do you think? I, I, I agree with you for sure. Like, and especially the, the difference that he has the, when he played for the Cavs. And when, he, when he's playing now for Utah, it's, it's tremendous. Mm-hmm. I, I think there is... There's a huge, huge improvement in his in his game. Uh, I pulled up some stats for you guys. He's averaging 15 points, two rebounds, two assists on some good efficiency. 46 from the field, 47 from the three-point line, which is pretty respectable. 37. 
because oh, 40, 40, oh, no, because, no, 47 yeah. is more than respectable for sure. <laughs> 47 from the three-point line. It's... Yeah, excuse me. I meant to say 37 and 84 from, from the free throw. Yeah, I, I feel like he's, he's, he's made all the difference for them. I have, I, have another, I have another with regards to Yuda. I have another player that actually I think it goes under the radar and it's not in my, in my top, in my starting lineup for, uh, for this segment, but I think Royce O'Neal has been balling. You think so? I, like, he, he was introduced to the starting lineup and they put Joe Ingles back on the bench. Yeah. So he can get some minutes. And he, he's playing, he's the exact definition of role player. He knows his role. He's not going out of his way just to do more or he's not hindering the team at anyway. any way. Yeah. And he's, and he's, he's, a, he's a dog. He, he, he is he's a dog. passionate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and dogs are... He gets it on defense as well. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the the Jazz have just been so entertaining to watch this season. It's just amazing. Yeah. It is. True. True. Who do you, who do you have for your, for your PG? I'm interested. I, in, in this segment, for this week, I have a lot of rookies. Okay. So for me... I like rookies. For me, Kobe White, for sure, is one of the... Uh, one of the players that I expected less from them. Okay. You know, in in a way that I I didn't expect him to be as dominant, uh, as dominant as he is. Okay. And to be honest, the Bulls suck this year. They suck. Did you know that lately, like la- his last five games or something, he's been putting putting up like twenty something a game. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Woo! He he has been putting numbers. You think it's the hair? <laughs> I, 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 I think so. When he put it back, you know, yeah. with, with the bread. Yeah. Oh, my God. He braided that thing yeah, up. Yeah, he braided the thing up, and it's it makes all the difference. Okay, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kobe White is Kobe White's Kobe, great. Kobe White is, is one of my favorite rookies this season. Okay. What about you? Who do you have for shooting guard? Shooting guard, yeah. Okay. My shooting guard is OG Anunobi. And all right. I feel like... He he got put in such such a situation after Kawhi left the Raptors, where he had to fill in big shoes. He had big shoes to fill, and he ain't no Kawhi Leonard, but he's striving to be for sure. Um, his his defense has been astonishing, and I like I just like the way he's playing. I like the confidence for 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 such a young player, and of course his his uh, efficiency has been great as well. Uh, the stats, of course, eleven five, uh, on fifty percent shooting, thirty seven, almost thirty eight from the free throw line, uh, from the three point line. Uh, I feel like, I feel like he's been uh, he's been great for the Raptors and he's been a great addition. No, for sure, I, I completely agree with you, but I have a better one, I think, here, and uh, okay. I'm 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 ready to to challenge that, and I think Malik Beasley okay. has been for the Timber for the Timberwolves. He has been amazing. I'm just going to give you a comparison. And I'm not going to give you numbers like points per game, assists per game, because it's unfair to the situation that he was before in Denver. Because in Denver, he played 18.2 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Now he's averaging 33.2 minutes a game. So that's 15 more minutes. But I want to talk about percentage. He's averaging 
10.5 higher percentage field goal shooting and uh, his three-point shooting is up by six percent well you can see he put some work in in the summer huh he did he did for sure and I think I I think it was just uh, I don't think that it was the right piece to to include in that trade I know that it was a trade that had to happen but Malik Beasley he he he's a, he's a stud. I love him. I love him, and yeah. it's not only the three points that he's making because he's making. He's averaging more than three point five three points per game. Whoa! Yeah. So it's not only that, but uh, field goals. He averages eight point three field goals. So you could see that he he's putting a lot of work, and his turnovers are down. That's good. They're pretty low for the minutes that he's playing, so I I believe that. How do you how do you find him on defense? This is this is the only thing that yeah. is for me. <laughs> you know, defensively he could be a lot better, but I think he brings so much value to the team, and for me this is the only issue with the Minnesota Timberwolves going in the going future, forward. going forward. Yeah, I, I because I think D'Angelo and Malik Beasley are gonna be amazing. Together, the, yeah. Uh, I do you, think. Do you think? Do you think Cat can put it down on defense? Because we've seen him do it, but then he just gets demotivated and just stops playing defense at once and just. The that's game my goes. thing. It for the in order Minnesota to have success in the future, Cat's involvement and mentality has to be on point. Mm-hmm. I think he Agreed. should understand that he should play more defense. He should play primarily in the paint. Mm-hmm. And not outside of the paint, because in the beginning of the season he was shooting more three pointers than some of the shooting guards in this uh-huh. league. And because if you leave the three point shooting to Malik Beasley and DeAndre Russell, and just be a dominant center in the paint, playing defense, scoring on the post, protect the rim, protecting the rim, I think this team could be successful. Could be really successful if. Cat is on, on point. Yeah, I share I share that opinion for sure. I th- I think they have a bright future if they if they manage yeah, to you know, motivate Cat well. You know I I. I might go on limp here and say that, I like, DeAndre Russell and Malik Beasley better than Murray and Harris from Denver. Oh okay okay that's a that's a tough take. We'll see that. We'll see that in the future. Yeah, we can we can discuss that in the future. Of course, who you got for for small forward? For small forward, who do you got? Okay, I'm kind of cheating here because my guy is not a small forward, but he's six six. He can go for a small forward. For he sure. could. He could. It's Karis. especially for in Houston. Oh my God, he's even a power forward. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, Karis Levert. Oh, I mean the man's been balling out. Forget the fifty point game. He's been he's been so consistent with his with his game. He's trying on defense. His movement is good. His passes are good. So I mean, what a good player! And I, I was, I was destroyed last last season when I saw the injury, and I was so happy that, that he managed to get back in shape and 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 get back to the same level. And I see him actually improving way more. I I'm calling it right now. I believe he's gonna be, he's gonna be an all star in in a year or two. All right, all right. That's that's a, that's a, bet. That's a that's a okay. I'm willing to take that. You see, my problem with Karis Levert, he's an amazing player. I cannot, come on. 
he's great at what he's doing. He's young. Yeah. He he's bowling. But today I read a report that uh the Brooklyn Nets are going to target Anthony Davis in the free agency. So they're gonna clear some cap space for that. So Which means that Garrison and Dinwiddie are gone? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And do you think that Karis LeVert could have a success in a different organization where he might have to be the primarily ball handler and he had to be he has to be the leader. For example, in a in an organization like let's say Suns or Orlando, Orlando, example. somewhere that okay. something like that. Well we we've seen him we've seen him create his own shot, right? He's been knocking down some jump shots. He can he can create his own shot and I and especially when he's playing shooting guard, he won't have the duty of 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 handling the ball that much. So I would I would hope for him to be able to create. I see him I, I see him as a as a Zach Levine type okay. where he blossomed after mm-hmm. after uh, getting the minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean I, I see him as a great player even even on his own his own. Alright. Good. Who do you have? I have uh Michael Porter Jr. Okay. That was that was actually one of my picks that I wanted to put in. Yeah. So Michael um, Michael Porter Jr. I I believe that there is something to this kid. Like mm-hmm. he the only issue for me health health. Okay. That's the only thing. Like he is bowling. He's bowling. Like, efficiently too. Efficiently. Like he's shooting fifty percent from field goal range. Mm-hmm. He's shooting from three point range forty two point six percent. Like those are numbers that you cannot just You have to respect them. Yeah. You have to respect them. How many is he attempting? Do you know? Uh, how many is attempting per game? Yeah. Uh, Three. He, he's, he's attempting... He's averaging a bit less than one, point, one three-pointer per game. And he's, 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 he's not playing a lot of minutes, though. He, he's not playing a lot of minutes. He's not. He's not playing that much of a minutes. He, he's, he's making 0.9 three-points per game, and he's mm-hmm. averaging 2.2, which... That's good. And, he, and he's averaging 40 minutes per game. Do you think do you think his future is in the Nuggets or No. No, no. depends. It really depends he's how He's a great trade piece as well. He, he's an amazing trade piece. And I think if Denver they don't if they don't have a success in the upcoming in the upcoming postseason and I would give them another year okay. maximum, I would break it up because Break it up? Yeah, because then you're gonna you're gonna have the Portland Trail Blazers all over again. Talented, talented young play, young players that just are not f- able to succeed together. Ooh. So for me, I would, I would let Gary Harris and Michael Porter go if I would add another big piece. Oh, but you're saying breaking it up. I I thought that with broke breaking it up, you 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 said like like send out one of the big pieces like like it, Jamal or 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 it Nicole. Could, it could it could require that. It could require that. What's what's been happening with with Jokic, man? Did you uh, see the last game? No, eight, I, uh, eight and eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw him, and and I think he had a pretty nice summer. Yeah, <laughs> he had a pretty fun summer, I think, because he, he gained some weight. He and has he, to get in shape. He has to. He, no, my my take is he has to stay in shape every single season. Mm-hmm. He begins the season so overweight. He's, Poorly. He's so. Uh, come on, he he barely. He barely gets down the, down the court, mm-hmm. at the end of quarters. 
And that's what that's when you need him the most, right? And you need him to to be making those plays. Because the whole offense goes through him. It is. And because he's so fatigued, he's making mistakes late in games. The game against Lakers, mm -hmm. he had a wide open shot. They might as well have won that. For they, sure. they should have won that. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm talking about my favorite Lakers, but they could have won that game, especially in the last minutes, if Nikola Jokic was focused and he was he was in shape because of him getting tired, he's getting fatigued, making mistakes. Let's go to your to the next position. Which is power uh, forward. Yeah. For power forward I have PJ Washington from okay. the from the Charlotte. Let's let's pull up some stats. Yeah, I have them here. Okay. I have them here. He's he's a rookie and he has been averaging 30 minutes per game, 12.3 points per game. Yeah. 5.5 rebounds, two assists, one steal and one block. Pretty respectable, especially for a rookie, man. For a rookie, yeah. And I I think he's he's an organization that gives him the gives him the opportunity to showcase showcase his talent. Mm -hmm. and to develop even more because in in other team I, i i believe there are like two or three teams in the nba that pj washington as a player would average 30 minutes per game mm -hmm. it's because the the charlotte are so bad that he's able to well there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh teams that that, that need a good guard and if and if charlotte wants to get somebody because they already have two guards right I mean, their power forward situation is not good. So, would you suggest trying to develop or trying to trade for somebody already established? No, I I think that that the Charlotte team is beyond saving at this point. I don't believe that there are any trades that could to improve that team and actually save them. Yeah. I think the only way for them is through through uh, through the draft. Focus on nice players. Now they have a bunch. I'm really happy with the Charlotte. Like, right now, uh, this Bridges kid. Okay. Miles Bridges and PJ Washington, they're bowling. Devonta Graham, you cannot, he's you cannot amazing. Skip them, yeah. He's amazing. And I believe that they should, they should surround themselves with veterans that can actually teach those kids how to play, make them better, improve in the next three years two years and then and then in free agency go for second tier or third tier free agents that could help you build up a culture of winning and i, I don't see them winning and doing any significant in the playoffs in the next six seasons okay i want to ask you two things first of all can you call graham an all-star in the next two seasons no for sure no the 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 league is so is so dense on Back there, there, there's so many good and all-star caliber uh, wing guards. The situation is pretty good for him because he's he's playing he's playing in a team which will allow allow him, as you already said, to shine. He he will have the spotlight. Do you think he's capable of doing it though? I don't. I think only time will show. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. My next question is: Do you yeah. think that Charlotte need needs to? Get some veterans that will help, because they they're they're not up there with the veterans, man. What no, if they no. get some 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 veterans to help develop the young guys? No, no, that's what I, that's what I mentioned in the, like 
a minute ago. Like, I think the only way that they're getting better as a team is drafting some nice players, talented, and then surrounding them with veterans just to help out the whole culture and yeah. getting that winning mindset. Let's okay. go to your last position and then... Last position? Into- My center is actually a power forward slash center. It's Jaron Jackson. I think... He's not been getting the credit he deserves. He's been playing great next to uh next to Memphis's rookie. He's he's just he's just I think he's amazing. He's he's doing well. He's putting it he's putting career numbers and I think he's good he's doing that really well. That's interesting because for center I got another Grizzlies player. Okay, yeah. yeah. Valentunas. Valentunas. Uh, he he's been My, underrated as well. He he has been so underrated throughout his whole career i believe mm-hmm. like the the you can easily call him a double double machine for sure he, he is he is for me he's up there with the uh, andrew drummonds with the hassan whitesides you know with all these players they they're i wouldn't i wouldn't put him in the same league as as the andre drummond uh, as andre drummond he's he's not on the he's not on the same rebounding and 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 Defending the post level. Defending the post. That's that's my issue with Jonas Valanciunas. But for the for the team of Grizzlies, oh my, he's he's doing an amazing job. Yeah, amazing job. I agree. You want to go to the next topic? Yeah, that wraps up the the dark horse teams. It is. So, I want to discuss something really interesting. All right. The eighth seed in the West. All right. Who's taking that? At now, for now, it seems like it's the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, it's it's like five five. They're they're five games away from the from uh let's see from Sacramento. They're four games away from them. Do you think that Sacramento can can make a run? Do you think that the newly rejuvenated Zion New Orleans Pelicans can make it? What do you think? I don't know. For me, I would I would love to see any of the teams that are battling for the eighth position, I would love to see them in the playoff in the playoffs. Who 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 do you pick though? It's a tough one. I, for me Memphis, they just they're twenty one games left of the season on average. Okay. Nineteen to twenty one depending on the team's schedules. And I don't see the Portland Trailblazers making the playoffs this season. Ooh. I don't see them, especially yeah. after losing against Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And Memphis's schedule is pretty. It's not that easy. It's not that easy schedule. And that quite, le- quite that, a, that would leave us with 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 the Kings and the Pelicans. So, I, I believe that the Pelicans they have another year that they need to develop. If they make a like a late playoff push, all right. But hmm, no, it all depends on the next ten games because Memphis Grizzlies are playing with Portland twice, twice with New Orleans, once with San Antonio Spurs, and the rest of the games are against Utah, Milwaukee, Oklahoma, and Boston. Tough. So, for me, if they don't win the games against the other contending teams for the 8th seed, they, they need to win them. That, the, those are the only games that they should focus on. Yeah. So, 
if they do a good job with that, and I believe that they have this mentality, you know, they have this, it's really funny for me because they're a really young team, but they have a dog's mentality. They have a veteran mentality yeah. and you can see it in the way that they play there. They're not afraid of the moment. Mm-hmm. Anyone on that team, you give him the ball, he'll step up, he'll make the play, not afraid. Yeah. So I, I really love Memphis. I really love Memphis. Yeah, I hope I hope they can they can get it, man. I, I mean, just for just for Jaws for Jaws' sake. I, I mean, it'll be great to see him in the playoffs. He's he's got a, a great toughness to him. I mean, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, it, it's not gonna be much of a battle battle against the first seed, most probably Lakers. It's not gonna be much of a for battle, sure, but Lakers. it's gonna but it's going to okay okay, but it's it's going to be interesting to watch. I just want to see him perform. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, and I and I really hope Clark comes back from the injury, and mm-hmm. because he's been putting a really good numbers before he got injured. Like yeah. I I love the team top to bottom right now. I love it. Um, you wanna go on to the next topic? Yep, give it to me. All right, I have this question for you, which is, uh, who do you think is the most overrated player in the NBA right now? Right now. Oh, you put me under the spot, man. Okay. You wanna, you wanna, you want me to tell you why I'm asking this question? Yeah, talk to me. All right. So, um, I have this problem with, I have this big issue with the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it when they traded for James Harden back in the days when he came, he came from the OKC. And I think that was the first piece that actually broke the OKC. If he would have stayed, I I don't think that Durant goes to the Golden State. I think he he was the first piece that. Of, oh, it was it of was a, the greediness. It was it, the greediness of the OKC man. It was, it was. But I love him back then. Right now, I think he is the most overrated player in the league, James Harden. What? Yeah. <laughs> And I'm gonna tell you why. Um, Wait, are you saying overrated or underrated? Over, overrated. Oh, oh, oh that was the question all, all along. Oh shit, yeah. I was looking for underrated player. No, 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 no. <laughs> for, the, for the most overrated player in the league. Okay. I'm gonna tell you why. No, I have my answer. That's that's easy. <laughs> he is, he's averaging a bit less than twelve three points per game. Okay. He's making he's making twelve three points per game. He's making he he's shooting twelve three pointers yeah per game. And his three point shot percentage is not even in the top five. Yeah, it's god awful for sure. <laughs> it is. Currently the Houston Rockets have missed more three pointers than Indiana and San Antonio have attempted. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a funny stat, man. That's a funny stat. So I I have to check up on that i'm not sure if it's made or attempted but for sure i just to to have missed more than 1603 pointers yeah that's tough i mean it is and i don't believe that his style of play would is a winning I, is a winning it's can a, translate it, to wins it doesn't translate to wins for me and the stats show them show that he doesn't have the playoff mindset. Mm-hmm. The Houston Rockets, they were in top three for some time this season. They traded and now they're playing small ball. 
PJ Tucker is the smallest ball ever. <laughs> this is the smallest ball. PJ Tucker is guarding Anthony Davis, and yeah. like the the closest thing to center that you have is Jeff Green. Mm. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, I I believe that he is the most overrated player, and he has no saying in an MVP race. He's for me, he's not a factor, and the Houston Rockets are not a factor in the playoffs. And I hope they maintain the fifth seed. <laughs> well, the thing is, I, I, I do believe that he is overrated. I mean, I believe that he is a bit overrated. Um, we cannot deny the things he did. He Usually, the things he does in the regular season, you cannot deny. But, but afterwards, when you see him play in the playoffs and, and struggle, is where everything shines. And... I just can't deny that. I believe I believe that he's he is quite overrated, but I mean, he deserves to he deserves to be in the top five for the MVP race, in my opinion. All right, you wanna you wanna end this episode of the podcast with a prediction? Because tonight, today's eight of March. Uh, I think we should uh, say um, congratulate all the women that are celebrating today. Of course, there are. Uh, a big part they're the biggest part of our lives i think we're nothing without them so yeah, agreed shout out to my mom <laughs> i love her same yeah <laughs> and all the women in my life that have made me what i am and tonight also is another because not because of uh the women's day but there's a really important thing not more important than international women's day it's the lakers versus clippers game okay who do you got? I uh, I gotta stick with the Clippers, man. I I cannot root against them. Depends on the depends on the matchup, though. Uh, I want to see I want to see how the uh, how the players are and if if, if somebody's gonna be missing the game. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna hold on them and say that it's a Lakers win. Okay. I think they I think that they've been on a roll. Right now. Okay, I think everybody's playing for the Lakers tonight. Uh, for the Clippers, I meant. Um, I believe things are starting to gel. We've been winning some games. I think I think we'll upset you, man. I think that's. I but think... I don't think it's upset if Clippers win. I think that people still are taking the Clippers over the Lakers in in matchups, playoffs, championship odds, anything. And I I believe that the Lakers are gonna be gonna be tough now to beat. Okay. Clippers Lakers are gonna be tough. Like the defense that they're playing, especially in the paint, amazing. But that that's not where where the, the Clippers excel. They they are not. But that's the thing. They're gonna stay even more away from the play uh, from the, the from from the basket, and they're gonna rely on their three point shooting. And there are some streaky shooters in in the Clippers team. You know, there there is not the sharpshooter that you're gonna know that every single given night, like Duncan Robinson, is gonna give you four three points made. You know, there yeah. there's some streaky shooters. So for, for 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 let's take Paul George for example. Tonight, if he he could be two from thirteen from the three points three point line, or he could be five of five. Yeah. Uh- that's that's something that disappoints me this season. Uh, Landry Shamet, he 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 was really really consistent last last year, and that's why I really liked him. And I mean I I still love the guy, but this year he's been struggling, and I hope to see him rejuvenate for for the playoffs. I mean 
never mind the, the regular season. I just want him. I just want him to succeed in the in the playoffs. But I will. I will actually call right now. I would call a fifty-five combined points for for Kawhi and George. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. I have another. I have another prediction for tonight. I think Kawhi Leonard is gonna make a bunch of turnovers. I think okay. he's gonna. I think he's gonna be over three turnovers which he averages less than two okay let's so, see so we're, we're gonna see tonight we're gonna watch the game together and um we're gonna leave the discussion of both both of the teams i think for the next episode for sure um and i want to start the next episode with my most overrated player because i didn't get to say it today but we'll keep that for next episode okay okay great so thank you guys for listening please If you if you enjoy that podcast, share it with your friends, show it to other people. We're doing it with pure joy, so we hope you. Yep. Do it.